If you're a service provider working on done-for-you projects or consulting with clients, chances are you've naturally hit a limit on what you're able to do all on your own, which for so many entrepreneurs comes much more quickly than we expect. So whether you're thinking about making your first hire now or expanding upon your current team, grab your notebook and get ready for all the insights from my own experience hiring rehiring and contracting roles to support the Casey brand so you can start growing your team with intention for true sustainable growth. You're listening to the Freedom Found podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows them to spend more time with their toes in the sand than their fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm an email copywriter and business mentor, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. And on this podcast, we talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with the insight and actionable strategies to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time drinking margaritas, sweating it out at the gym, working in your zone of genius, or quite frankly, however the hell you like. So if you're ready to learn concrete steps to create more space and happiness in your business, let's dive in. One of the things I think is so helpful to hear from other business owners is not only about the wins that they've experienced, but the mistakes they made or challenges they overcame along the way. And you know me, I'm all about holding nothing back. So today I'm sharing my top 10 tips to hire and create a positive team culture within your business. And I'm giving all the insight into the key things that I would do differently if I started again tomorrow. And I just want to preface this by saying I have the most wonderful team members that help support me in my business. And this has really been a growth journey that I couldn't have done without that support. So first of all, if you're feeling like, oh, I should be able to do everything on my own, no way. You absolutely don't have to. And that's the beauty of online business is you can pass over expertise hat A, expertise hat B, expertise hat C to those right fit people that can come in and relieve some of that stress and overwhelm and busyness that starts to creep in as your business really takes off and momentum continues to build. So let's dive into these top 10 tips for hiring and creating a positive team culture. Tip number one is to hire before you're ready. And there's a saying you might have heard that if you're thinking you need an assistant or support in your business, chances are you already do. And I can't say enough just how true that is. It is something that rang true for me during my own experience. And to be honest, I put it off for way too long. I made my first couple of hires sort of back-to-back about six months into business. I hired initially a social media manager, and then I hired a virtual assistant. And at that point, like the virtual assistant was somebody I really wanted help with a lot of things in my business, but because of the amount of time it takes to get somebody onboarded, we're not even talking about the length of the interview process, but just to get them onboarded, to get them understanding your workflows, systems, maybe helping you build some of those things out if you're newer in business, you'll find that they aren't actually able to fully take over the pieces that you want their like day-to-day help with 
until, you know, four, six, even 12 weeks on into their time working with you. If you're hiring and onboarding efficiently, which is what we're going to be talking about later on in this episode. So you want to make sure that you're giving yourself buffer time. And if you're looking ahead in your business and saying, okay, well, in three months time, I know I'm launching a new offer. I know I'm going to need support with X, Y, and Z. Start now and hire somebody now to support with that, to get them onboarded in time, to be prepped and ready and fully able to support you in three months when you need them. And this leads right into tip number two, and that is to hire for long-term fit. Where will this person fit into your business when you grow in six months time? What about in 12 months time? You want to essentially avoid the business outgrowing your team members or the team members outgrowing your business. And that just comes down to making sure that the person you're hiring is ideal for the role and the long-term vision that you have for both the role and the business. And that goes without saying that the role can evolve and the role can change over time, but making sure the person you hire is the right person to evolve and change with that role or into a new role as you even grow larger is so key. And this is one of the key mistakes that I made in my own experience. So the virtual assistant and social media manager that I hired, I want to say love them both. I made the mistake of hiring people that were not ideal fit for long-term growth within my business. So my VA was actually focused on growing her own VA business as well when I hired her, and that wasn't something that I considered. So what happened was as she grew alongside with me, she was also really creating a lot of momentum and growth in her own business, and I was so incredibly happy for her, but it also meant that I had to, as she outgrew the role and started focusing on other areas and expanding what she was offering in her business repertoire, I had to go back to the drawing board and kind of start again and hire another assistant to be that go-to pillar person, my right-hand gal that is there to grow with the business long-term. So when I say long-term growth, whether you're brand new in business, you've been in business a while, or you've been in business a long time, you have future plans, plans of where you want the business to go, what you want to do, et cetera. And it is so key to kind of pump the brakes a little bit when you think about hiring, not get overly excited, especially if you're already talking or meeting with candidates until you really think, where do I want this person to fit into the business in one year? Where do I want them to fit in in three years? Are they looking to grow with me? Those are some of the key questions I ask in interviews now is really where do you see yourself? Where do you see your life and your business in five years? And that's actually a bit of a pre-qualifying question for me because if they respond and they say, oh, well, I want to have a business that's X, Y, and Z, then I know if I'm hiring for a certain role that I intend to be a full-time employee at some point, then they are probably not a best fit for that. Now, they might be a great contractor to hire if they're a specialist that maybe I don't need them to be within my business looking to grow with me the entire time, but maybe I could work with them in a smaller container. So just taking a step back and identifying what's the capacity you want them to work with you to grow with the business. What does that look like? Do you want it to be a fluid, ever-evolving role, or do you want it to be a closed container? And this actually, again, leads into tip number three, which is to hire for culture fit over skills. One of the most important things when growing a team is having 
a positive team culture, having an environment, an atmosphere, and a place where people feel both happy, both secure, safe, comfortable, all of that goodness wrapped into your team culture. And a huge part of that is making sure that you have personalities that mesh. Even if you're on your own as a solopreneur right now and you're looking to make your first hire and get a VA in to help you, perfect. Hopefully that person is going to be with you to grow long term. Who would you love to work with? What kind of personality would work well with yours? What do you value most? I would even go as far as to like write down the values that you're looking for in the role and make sure that's in your job description and actually say, I'm valuing somebody. For me, communication is key. I need you to be able to tell me how you're feeling, tell me what you're thinking, what's working, what's not working, because I don't necessarily want to read between the lines. And I think effective communication is so key to everybody being happier and things running more efficiently and smoothly. So identify those values and really think about the atmosphere and the culture that you want to create with your team. And as you interview people, really start paying attention to those subtle cues that let you know what kind of a person they'll be to work with long term, on a daily basis, how that interaction is going to go. And if you don't feel great about the conversation, even if they have the skills, let me just say most things are teachable. So it's so much more important to hire somebody who fits well within your business than to hire somebody because they have all the perfect skills. And I will tell you what, when I was making one of my last hires, there was somebody I was going to hire because she had all the skills, everything, but we didn't really connect on a personal level. And there was another gal who had many of the skills, but not all of them, but we connected so much more and she is now my right-hand gal She has evolved and grown so much in the role that she's currently in that will continue to evolve with the business. And that's because everything is teachable. Everything is learnable. So just keep that in mind as you hire for culture fit over skills and know that it's way more important to be able to have a positive, open, communicative relationship with your team members than it is just to have somebody be able to do X, Y, and Z unless that's an ultra specialist skill set. Tip number four is hire slow. And this comes out of, again, one of the mistakes that I made in my first rounds of hiring, which was I hired the first and only person that I interviewed. And they were lovely and they were great for the role. But if I had taken some more time, if I had taken some time to interview some other people, to dig deeper, maybe do a second interview and ask more in-depth questions about where they wanted their business and their role to be over the next year, over the next five years, then chances are I would have avoided going down a path where I ended up having to rehire for the role because they weren't a great long-term fit, as lovely as they were. So I encourage you to hire slow and do multiple interviews. This is something I force myself to do now, even if I get on an interview and it's the first interview I've done and I am vibing with the person and I'm like, yes, they've got all the boxes ticked. They know what they're doing. They're lovely to work with. I still will not offer them the position until I've interviewed at least five other people and until I've done two rounds of interviews. And that's because it is so hard to truly know somebody in, say, 30 or 60 minute interview time slot, especially somebody that you're going to be working with more than that every single day in your business. So taking the time to really get to know them and look for potential red flags that come up is so key. Now, once you've found your new team member throughout the hiring process, 
It is an exciting time because you actually get to bring them onto your team, let them be a part of it, and get ready and gear up to grow alongside you. So tip number five is really about taking the time to onboard your team properly. Now, this isn't just hopping in and saying, hey, here's our Asana board or here's our ClickUp and I need you to do X, Y, and Z task. I have really honed in on my onboarding process after learning from mistakes of not taking the time to really introduce the team to the brand in the same way I would introduce my audience or leads to the brand. So if you think about it, in your marketing materials, whether for your email list, whether on social media, whatever that is, you're constantly letting your audience know what you're doing, what you stand for, what your values are as a business, the results you create, the future direction you're headed towards. So why would you not start with that for your team members too? It's so important for them to be able to really have a full idea of the business. And you have to also imagine yourself in their shoes. Coming in, especially in a role like an OBM, an online business manager, an assistant, a marketing coordinator, a role like that is requiring them to fully understand the business on all sides. And that takes time. So what you want to do is really break that up and allow them to digest it in small bite-sized pieces in the same way that you do deliver that to your audience. So what I do is I really allow them to be onboarded over a two to three month process. And that's so they can master each piece of the business as they go versus having a surface level understanding of everything. So first of all, when I onboard in the first week, I really spend all of that time letting them get to know the business. I tell them about our values. I share different resources with them about our mission, go over our annual plan, really who we're working with, like what clients do we serve, what programs, what services, what pieces of the copywriting side of the business do we offer and who is that for? So that they are then able to step in with a bird's eye view and start to put those pieces in place. And then as those first couple of months go by, slowly start to give them different pieces of their role to take on. And once they master one, they get the next and the next. The reason is if you hand everybody in the first two days, hey, this is all about the business. This is what we stand for. This is what we do. And here are all of your tasks. Here's where our project management system is. Here's where our CRM is. Have at it. It's incredibly overwhelming. And chances are they're not going to have as in-depth an understanding of the business as you are. Well, I can guarantee that they won't. So take the time and onboard them properly. It's also really fun. It's a time where you can get to know them, build relationships. I like to do co-working sessions during those weeks. It's wonderful. Now, tip number six is also one of my favorites, and it's something that I foster both in onboarding and as the business continues to grow on a regular basis, and that is to give your team autonomy. Give your team members a new project, something that they can 100% completely own. Let them know that you want them to go out there and think outside the box and come up with their ideas use their zone of genius in the business. And that does several things. First of all, two heads are better than one and three heads are better than one. So even though you know the business and you are that visionary and that CEO, they also have so much that they can offer. And an outsider perspective sometimes is all you need to say, oh yeah, 
that does make sense to do it that way. Let's give it a go. So giving your team members autonomy over their role and not being that quote unquote boss that's sort of leaning over their shoulder all the time, letting them feel like they are trusted in what they do and they can make choices like as a qualified adult service provider team member to do what's best for the business, what's most efficient, et cetera. And then you can review those things together and talk about what's working, how to improve, optimize, and they'll just continue to grow in their own autonomy and capacity as well. Now, tip number seven is one of my absolute favorites. This is to create a mistake positive culture. So instead of having your team worry about doing everything right, and thus then not wanting to step outside the box at all, I encourage you to change the workplace norm. Let them know from the beginning, or if you already have team members in place, let them know now and talk about mistakes in your next team meeting and really encourage them to be innovative, to make mistakes and let them know that you are okay with that and that you want them to make mistakes in the process because that will help them and you yield more effective, resourceful, creative avenues to essentially to ease in the business. Because if we are afraid to go outside the norm, if we're afraid to make mistakes, and especially if your team is afraid to make mistakes, things are going to stay the same. But growth and innovation happens when you are not afraid of making a mistake and you know if you make one, that's a learning opportunity. You're going to be able to say, okay, that didn't work. Why not? What can we do instead? Versus saying, you know what? I feel like I'm afraid of making a mistake. I don't know what my boss is going to say. So I'm just going to stay in my lane. And then things aren't going to evolve. And business is ever evolving, especially in the online world. So it's so key to do that. And on top of it all, it allows your team members to feel like you trust them that even if they make mistakes, it's okay. There's a purpose behind it. And one of the things you can do is actually even talk to your team in a meeting and say, okay, let's talk about mistakes. What kind of mistakes do we wanna be making? What kind of mistakes do we wanna be avoiding? And sort of categorizing those as well. And tip number eight is to pass the leadership hat. So I want you to remember that leadership doesn't need to look like what you've seen elsewhere in case You've been in an environment where that wasn't great. And a lot of societies conditioned us to believe that leadership needs to be hierarchical, needs to be a strong-handed fist, it needs to be X, Y, and Z, you insert whatever experience you have had there. But in fact, leadership, I believe, is about empowering your team. It's about steering the ship. It's about giving them that autonomy that we've talked about and essentially creating an environment where everyone feels seen, heard, And like they have a purpose. When your team is able to take part in leading and steering the ship at times, they become much more engaged in the business, much more motivated, happy, and invested in the growth that you're all embarking upon together versus you just wearing the leadership hat, doling out responsibilities, tasks, you name it, and then they just have to be the yes takers. Create an environment where you let them lead meetings sometimes, where maybe they have collaborative meetings on their own without you, and that's when you start to make a business that allows you to step away and have the team run it autonomously without you, which is the goal, right? Tip number nine is to be human. I think this is so, so important. Being friends and creating relationships with your team members is everything in the online space. 
especially in small businesses, like chances are you're working closely with one, two, three, maybe more than that, either contractors or employees in your business. And I believe that that gives you the opportunity to create a really special team culture, to develop deeper relationships with one another where you actually know things about them, things about their life, their family, what they enjoy doing on the weekend, and really just have that human connection. Especially when we're all working online, a lot of us are so separated and we're not in these work environments where we usually have colleagues that we see every day in person. We talk to at the water cooler, right? We go out to lunch with. We as humans like crave connection. So it's so important to build that within your team and it will just create a relationship and a culture where they feel comfortable. Again, they're feeling seen, heard, and it's just about being human and being empathetic and really allowing your team members to feel like they have a place that they want to come into and they're not just doing a job and they're not just, you know, exchanging these business services with you. And that leads so nicely into our final tip. Tip number 10 is to put your team first. So for me, it goes team number one, clients are number two, and audience is number three. And I know you're surprised that clients aren't number one, but you know what? If your team is not taken care of, if your team doesn't have what they need, you can't properly serve your clients. So you must put your team first and you must create an environment that is healthy and happy and innovative. And that's not to say there aren't struggles or stressors that come up in business. There always are, but that they feel supported within that and they love the space that they're working within. Then you are going to be fully able, both you and your team members, to support your clients to the fullest. It's like filling up your own cup so that you can pour into everybody else. And of course, then pour into your audience as well. Because when your team flourishes, your business flourishes. So remember that. And as you're thinking about everything that's happening in your business at the moment, whether you're ready for a hire or you're starting to think about it, if that's already on your mind, my best advice is to start making a plan. When are you going to hire? How are you going to do that? What are you hiring for? The long-term role and that vision and really start thinking about how you can make an effective first hire and grow your team because growing a team is all about allowing you to create more freedom in your business and in your life because you don't have to do everything on your own and that's totally okay and I'll be honest it's a lot more fun not to. So I say all this to inspire you to take that next step if you need to hire a new role or if you want to start rejigging the culture within your own team do that make it a priority and it will make all the difference in creating something that's sustainable and that you can actually step away from and take that vacation and all of that good stuff. Pouring into my team has been the best thing I could ever do, and I really can't convey enough to you just how much that that has meant and how wonderful it is building relationships with the people that support me and building roles that they feel happy and autonomous within. So if you're thinking about next level expansion in your business and you're ready to fully step in to that CEO role, start running your business from a place of alignment, hiring a team really cultivating that positive culture within your business, my newest program, Freedom Found Collective, and the most personalized way to work with me is open for enrollment for just a few more days. 
This is a high-touch and intimate six-month mastermind for ambitious female entrepreneurs wanting to scale to 10 and 20K months so they can step into their freedom lifestyle. In this mastermind, you'll get a hybrid of one-to-one support, an intimate community, and group coaching, and a business education platform with industry-leading experts to pave the path to scale for more financial and time independence without all of that overwhelm. And I've designed this based off the exact three phases that helped me scale without the burnout in such a short time frame. So the first phase is Freedom Foundations, and this is where we're really talking about your freedom vision, planning, automating systems, aligning your business model, and stepping into your seven-figure mindset. And then we're getting into CEO growth, where we're really going to start talking about your leadership skills, hiring, building your team, growing your visibility with PR, delegating and stepping away from the business for breaks and holidays and vacations and building your own community. And phase number three is what I love to call up-level, expand, and scale. This is going to be a deep dive on all things course and program creation, funnel strategy and passive income, marketing, launching, and financial wealth and investments because you need to start thinking about what you're actually going to do with all the money you're creating in your business. Because it's so important to not just build money and build wealth in our business, but to invest it wisely and really plan for our freedom futures. Plus, I am so excited to say we are going on a luxury international retreat, including accommodation, island activities, and in-person masterminding. This is going to be incredible, and I would so love to have you there. So if you're tired of hanging on the hamster wheel and you want to scale your business for your true freedom lifestyle, like whatever that looks like, if you want to travel the world, if you just want to spend more time with your family, hop over to my Instagram linked here in the podcast description and DM me at crystal.church, the word freedom with your fave emoji, and I will share all the juicy details with you. But so you know, this is an intimate small group program, which means it has limited spots. So if you're at all interested, send me a DM. There's no sales page for this. So this is the only way to get all the info that you'd like. Let's start building your freedom-based business. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please head over to leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. Catch you next time.